the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Look, I mean, I want the players to be safe. Players are being, ta- the players are safer. I'm going to tell you right now. They're safer now than they've there ever are been. A, there are, are not even 1% of players who come from backgrounds affluent enough across Division One. Not even 1% of players who would be safer on their own than they will be that, in yeah, a regimented really, testing That's a great protocol. Point. If you really want, if you're really concerned about player safety, then you'd have them there. Uh, that is confirmed by a uh, former doctor with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Says um, to me in a text message, it is... Uh, Indisputable that the players are safer, that Ohio State monitors their guys closely and insists they go through all their rehabilitation protocols and everything, and you can only imagine that it's amped up more with COVID-19. So that bit of information that you got on the Friday We Tackle Life podcast is indeed true. Now turn your mic on. There you go, big man. There's only so many uh, podcasts or media outlets where you actually get the truth, and so you can make an informed educated decision either as a player or as a parent if you're a high school parent because Mm -hmm. you certainly will not get that information from uh your governor you won't give it to you they don't say anything they don't say good numbers they won't say the the rt numbers down to 0.92 which when we were at 1.3 that was great everybody was doing great we're at 0.92 might have to shut everything down until December now or January, whatever he was saying. Kids is, get to wear masks in school, K through 12. Kids are wearing masks. Used to be just teachers. Now it's ki- all students will be yeah. wearing masks. Yeah, good. Well, then wear masks and open up. Then open it, up. Yeah, well. Then uh, open up. If, if your mask on thing works, open up. Uh, is it Ohio Department of Health said don't open? Or was that Franklin County Department of Health? I don't know. I think the... Uh, Schools are going to have a hard time going against that. The thought is they'll sue you because, well, the Department of Health says it wasn't safe. Kudos to the uh, Independence and Broadview Heights school districts in Cleveland. Cleveland. Cuyahoga County says don't, Cuyahoga County Board of Health says don't open up. They're opening up. Mm -hmm. Broadview Heights and Independence. So that's where we start a Monday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, We have captains at Ohio State. Yeah. We have Justin Fields and Wyatt Davis saying what all Ohio State fans want to hear. We have Odell Beckham uh, saying in the Wall Street Journal that the season shouldn't happen uh, and that he wouldn't mind if it didn't happen. But Andrew Barry, the Browns GM, saying he can explain why Odell said that when he said that. We have the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons, reports out there that he's opting out of the 2020 season. That won't help the Penn State in any lines. Uh, bad for them, good for us. Good for Ohio State. Will that hurt? And Rashad Bateman of Minnesota, the returning wide receiver of the year in the Big Ten, is opting out for sure. He's already said that. So we've seen this in years past with players skipping bowl games that were mm-hmm. deemed not to be significant bowl games, play, non-playoff games. We've not seen anybody skip a playoff game yet. Um, Does this hurt Micah Parsons with a majority of, a minority of, or any NFL GMs that he is opting not to play in a COVID-19 era? I think it puts in a little bit of um, your mindset. I mean, you have to sit down and interview the kid and ask him why, and if he's honest, I don't know what his, I don't know if he has uh, family or elderly, 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 elderly people that live with him or mm-hmm. people... With underlying conditions, I mean, you could certainly play. Um, I, I got some thoughts on how to do this, uh, but um, some people might have just a little bit of an issue with it. But talent trumps everything, and Micah Parsons is a great football player. Some people might look at it well; he's saving a a year of wear and tear on his body. That's, I mean, and so when you when you're in a position to have that choice, like Micah Parsons, who's a number one draft pick. Right, right. Future number one no draft doubt. pick. No doubt about that one. You, I mean, you have the luxury, and so what if his answer is, "Look, I didn't want to risk getting COVID because I saw reports, even though they're not confirmed yet, because enough time hasn't passed for the data to be confirmed, of possible long-term lung damage, possible long-term heart damage, and I wasn't getting paid, 
So why take the risk if I wasn't getting paid? They always say they want to draft guys who love football. They don't love what football can do for them. Is that a I love what football can do for me answer? Or is that an answer that an NFL GM will go, yeah, smart kid? You answer it. I think it tells me that Micah Parsons can be a productive football player for me, but he's always going to prioritize money, and if he gets to the point where he's an elite player and he thinks other guys are making more than him and aren't as good as him, I'm going to have contract issues with Micah Parsons. Doesn't mean I won't draft him, but I know this kid prioritizes money more than I would like a guy to prioritize money. So did you think that about Nick Bosa? No because, Nick Bosa, no, because Nick Bosa had an injury. It's not the same thing. Nick Bosa had an injury, and Nick Bosa, I think it was it was plausible that he was not going to be 100% if he rehabbed and came back for okay. a playoff. And so Nick Bosa's was injury-related. Let me ask you this. Parsons is not injury-related. Somebody uh, has an injury that's a four-week injury by the bowl game. Um, he's cleared to play. Or by a playoff game, he's cleared cleared to play, but he still had the injury. Den- besides, Denzel, I, did Denzel Ward have an injury? May, he just okay. So anybody in that situation. Yeah. So my point is, I don't necessarily have a problem with it in the sense that we've seen guys do that now. If they have a future, a legitimate future, a, um, almost a guaranteed, they're going to get drafted in the first or second round. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it for that for argument's sake. Yeah. I don't have a problem with guys saying, well, I don't want to risk potential injury. So that's the key word, potential injury. And Here's my thing, though. If, if, I'm, if I have another guy on the board, and only you would, you would know this much better than I, uh, do you often have a guy? You, you sometimes have a guy who jumps off the board as be a far tiebreaker, yeah. in a way. If this is a tiebreaker for me, I'm going with the other guy. Yeah. Because it's the other thing it tells me is that this guy's not going to be Chris Spielman and play all season with a right. torn peck. Yeah, no. He's well, not going to play with a torn peck. Uh, he can get out there. He's not as good as he, you know, once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. Shout you, out to Toby Keith. Uh, what are you What are you saying about me? I no, played really well no, with no, a no, no. I'm partially just, torn peck. I'm saying you played with a partially torn peck because you knew you could contribute to your team, and your team let you do it because you were far and away better than the backup, fully healthy. But I'm not sure Micah Parsons is going to be willing to do that. This this choice he's making and the choice that Rashad Bateman is making right. tells me Micah Parsons' team is not first on his priority list. That's what this tells me yeah. indisputably. Right. The team is not first on his priority right. list. I think that's part of it. But I think also now the, the mentality of coaches and fans and players is that they know that players that are uh, future number one picks or – top round draft picks they know that team is not part of that doesn't mean they're not playing for their team or they don't do great things for their team but they have their futures in mind and i got news for you it's always been like that and it always will be like that for college players it always will be bruce even you i mean i would play obviously but i don't think you don't think i thought about my nfl career of course you did i mean i guess that's my point everybody thinks about it everybody thinks about it then you got to make a decision whether you're going to play or not play like what we we got denied a chance to go to the bowl game yeah i wasn't really disappointed that we didn't go to the bowl game because i knew that i was clear and free for the nfl draft I, I'm just being honest with you. But if you guys would have played, if we would have West Virginia six four and one, yeah. you'd have played. Yes, but you couldn't have looked your teammates in the eye and said, "Ah, sorry guys, I'm getting ready for the draft. I don't want to risk it." I don't think I would have, have thought of that. I, I don't think I would have thought of not playing. But I'm just saying the fact that we didn't play. I said, "Okay, well, good. Now I'm done at Ohio State. It's yeah. time to move forward and get ready for the NFL draft." I mean, the train doesn't stop. It just doesn't. And but nowadays, it's clear because of the decisions that kids have made about bowl games is that they're putting their future ahead of their team if there's nothing on the line. If they're not a playoff team, we've had this discussion, and I think we both came to agreement that don't play. I don't know if you do. I I know that I I don't care if a guy plays or doesn't play. And from the mindset of your teammates at college, um, I guarantee you all those guys – would say, fine, he doesn't want to play, don't play, just move, because you are conditioned as an athlete. I don't know if this trickled down to high school athletics or not, but you're conditioned as an athlete. Like, I saw a five-star kid sit out his, is going to sit out his senior year because of COVID concerns. 
but he's a five-star kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I bet you some of the high school kids will probably say, you know, what are you, you know, what are you doing, man? Right. But uh, I think from my perspective is I would just immediately look at it, and we did this as players in college and in the NFL. If something bad happens to a guy, something gets suspended. We lost Chris Carter, the greatest wide receiver mm -hmm. in the history of the game, in my opinion. We lost Chris Carter, mm -hmm. right? And so, and you just have that mentality, well, it wasn't because Chris took money from an agent. My mindset, well, Chris tore his Achilles tendon or Chris blew his knee, so we don't have him. What, we, the train doesn't stop. Let's go. Keep moving. Move the practice. You know where I learned that from? And this sounds really callous. But it's really true. And I kind of learned my life like this a little bit. Uh, when my dad would coach teams and I would be out of practices at six, seven, eight years old, kid would get hurt. The practice didn't stop. You know what they did? People came out, took care of the kid, moved the drill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get him out of the way of the drill. I mean, that's, that, yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's just the way it is. So I guess my point is to, in all of this to sum it up. Uh, I am not surprised that future NFL picks will do this. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, they're going to play. But if they move, just happen if they try to move this, uh, uh, I'm on Urban's board, if they try to move the season to the spring, I'd tell those guys, you're done. Yeah. I can't, in good conscience, let you risk your future right now. I can't do it because you're going to have training camp here in two and a half months. Why would I do that to that kid? Yeah. Uh, I was not invited onto the uh, conference call yesterday with the Ohio State captain, so I don't know shunned. if any of them were asked. I was shunned. I don't know if any of them were asked if they'd play in the spring as opposed to play in the fall. Josh Myers, uh, center, very likely a top two-round draft choice. Yeah, good player. Um, said uh, what you and I have been saying. said he can't wait to play this season, that he uh, believes firmly that he's more safe on the team and being around the facility and being tested twice a week and all that, uh, then he is at home, and he said, I should have the choice whether I get to play or not. So have the season. If guys like Parsons and Bateman want to opt out, they can. If guys like Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, Justin Fields, Sean Wade, all four of them are captains, all four said they're not opting out. Uh, the other captains are Tough Borland. And congratulations to Tough Borland yeah. being a three-time three -time captain. captain. Only, only the second time in the history of Ohio State football. That says something about that kid, man. Well done. Justin or uh, uh, Justin Hilliard yeah. is a captain, and Jonathan Cooper. Hilliard and Cooper have had injury issues in their careers, yeah. so I'm sure this is a, a huge honor That's for them. It's really cool. I'm, so I'm, uh, I'm, you were a captain at yeah. Ohio State, and uh, these guys joined that uh, elite group of players. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a cool thing for them, and... Uh, I'm happy for them guys, and congratulations, men, and uh, being captains. You're right. I, I think anybody that doesn't think it's safer for the athletes to be playing or around the facility and, and being monitored than safer at home or running the streets or whatever is, again, not being honest with themselves because they're not looking at it honestly. And I, I, And for the life of me, I cannot get over how many people that cover college football are rooting against it? I just don't, I don't understand that, and they won't be honest. Look, I know there's issues and concerns, and I support, and we uh, point out the issues and concerns on this show. But we also point out the other side. They refuse, absolutely refuse. I, I don't know what happened to your boy in Indianapolis. He's Greg good. Doyle, yeah, Greg Doyle, big time anti-play. Uh, Darren Ravel and Dan uh, Walken, Darren Karen Ravel, he's being called what, by many. I people. don't know what's what 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 do they want? I mean, what do they want? Well, they're just looking at it like it's uh, unjustifiable. To their risk in their eyes outweighs the reward of playing, and the college football but, players as unpaid, you know, are they people. all opinion? Writers in apparently. Well, Greg Doyle definitely is an opinion writer, and he's right. one of the best out there. I mean, Greg Doyle is an extremely talented guy. Just I just happen to have a difference of opinion with him on this. David Jones, uh, Harrisburg Patriot, uh, Penn Live. David Jones, longtime friend of mine, extremely talented. Collins, extremely talented. David and I are 100 percent united on the fact that it's uh, often ridiculous how much Big Ten uh, athletic departments have grown. David doesn't think they. His columns, at least, tell me that he thinks that it's silly to try to play college football. I Why? Think we should, uh, 
to the risk, the health risk. Impossible to keep COVID from spreading in the environment of a football team where guys are in locker rooms and hitting and contact and all that stuff. Let me ask you a question. They're, they're enti- you know, you and I both believe they're entitled to their opinions. Yeah. We just happen to disagree. No. Well, let me ask you a question. I would ask them, okay, then, you know, when, say, Ohio State, I don't know, when 60,000 students come on campus, mm-hmm. do the football players have a chance of getting COVID then? Absolutely. So, so why not play? You still have a chance to get it, and I still go back to the fundamental question that I've asked, and nobody's answered it. And one guy answered it, Joey Galloway, my my good buddy, and, mm-hmm. and um, Joey, of course, former great Ohio State football player, longtime NFL wide receiver. You can catch him on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I said, and we were talking about. I said, and this goes from my own personal experience, living with this in my house. Kids can get COVID if they play sports. Kids can get COVID if they don't play sports. So why are we taking that away from them? Not one person has been able to answer it. And I asked Joey, no, we've been saying it all along, and you tweeted about it. I asked Joey, and he said, oh, you don't know the answer to that? I said, no. He said, well, it's all because they're, it's not about anything about health. It's about getting sued. Absolutely. 100%. It's all about getting sued. 100%. And so if they would at least come out, but nobody will do this because they're dishonest. They will not. They're dishonest by omission of the reasons of why they won't play. It's not it has anything to do with COVID. It has everything to do with getting sued. Everything to do with everything that. Everything to do with it. Yes, it does. And I so agree. legally, there's got to be a way to protect yourself. And if you know you need legal advice, go to our, our Will- friends at Willis Spangler <laughs> Starling. There you go. Look at the man doing the uh, read, inserting the read. Yes, Stan and Kelly and all the great attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling online. WillisAttorneys.com. Truman Boulevard and Hilliard, they can help you with uh, COVID-19 compliance issues. So can our friends at AUI Info in Akron. We'll tell you about them and. Uh, later point in the podcast, but Willis Spangler Starling attorneys do a great job. Personal injury, wills estate planning, uh, workers' compensation, you name it, they can handle it. Willis Spangler Starling attorneys, willisattorneys.com. Um, so we talked about the health departments and the impact they're having on this. I wrote about that on Press Pros Magazine. Speaking of caution, Brett McMurphy Stadium reports yesterday. Northwestern has paused football workout spiels after a player tested positive for COVID-19. A player. One player. I just found that out with my daughter, Macy, is a Bowling Green. One player had it, so everybody has to go home. One player had it. Asymptomatic had it. Everybody shut it down. Go home. When does Macy get to go back? Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah. What's the status of the player who had it? She gets to go back Monday. Wait a minute. The player who had it yeah. was asymptomatic. And if she's asymptomatic after 10 days, she gets to go back Monday. And if Macy was within was in, in the same gym with her, mind you, same gym. Not on her team, <laughs> in the same gym. In the same gym. In the same, yeah, in the Are same gym. Are you exaggerating? So Is she, that really what they told yeah, you? Yeah, she gets to go back uh, Thursday. Three days later. Because we know... That a person that has it, once they're symptom-free after 10 days, this is CDC guidelines, and this is what the doctor told my stepdaughter, if you're symptom-free after 10 days, you're good to go. But since we know and we have information that somebody can develop symptoms 14 days, which is rare because the average is two to five days once you're exposed to it, mm-hmm. but no. So, yeah, so Mace gets punished. And the other girls, three other girls, get punished. That'll teach you to hang around somebody who has no symptoms, Mace. Yeah. Well, this is ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I I mean, I'm to the point where I I want her to have a mild case of it to get this over with. Yeah. You know? And and we know studies that most college kids, 99.9% survival rate and most kids uh, have mild to no symptoms, which has been... The case of the 18 cases that I've been around and know about mm-hmm. with young people. And I guess there's outliers and I'm not don't I'm not diminishing the severity of the outliers, but I mean, are you kidding me? 
I, I, I go back in yesterday. Uh, I went to uh, my concealed carry class and training. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Hopper, by the way, NRA instructor, former Marine, did a great job of Semper coaching. Fi, Dave. Did a great job of coaching and teaching and and uh, what really a, a wonderful experience. And I had to renew that license. It's every five years, by the way. Okay, thank um, you for letting me know that. Um, and you don't have to go through retraining. I think you just reapply. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, we were talking in former Marine, right, and veteran in Afghanistan. All this, all the stuff you would expect. Legit, uh, yeah, yeah, legit dude, right, and just a amazing shooter, target shooter, just amazing. But anyway, he said, you know. If I were a country that wanted to take down the United States, I would attack them now. Oh, yeah. And I would get to the people because I've never, ever been uh, part of this country where the fear is so insane. He said, I don't recognize half the people in this country. No, they're all yeah, wearing masks. Like, could, for you, one thing. Um, could you imagine? He said, "Could you imagine?" And we were, and we started talking about that show. Turn, if if people had to face what our, our country had to face when we were getting started, could no. you imagine? No, I mean, is it? Is, it's just unbelievable to me. I don't even recognize the the our country. I Rather don't. than the Minutemen coming out of their houses and fighting the British, we'd all like lock our doors and cower in the corner and watch Netflix. Just let China or Russia or whoever wanted to just take everything over. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that that's that's my biggest concern. Yeah. My biggest concern. And I try to tell the young people, you know, you, you've got to toughen up. you got to toughen up. There's Yes, there's good things. There's bad things can happen. But at what point? I keep going back to this line to them. And you have to live and, I, and responsibly live. Yeah. So relax out there if you're getting nervous. You have to responsibly live. But, oh, my gosh, to choose to just exist is denying uh, God's gifts that he gave you to go out and do in the world. And, there, and, and no matter the oppression that is happening to keep you from delivering those gifts to the world, you got to keep going to get to do that. We've lost our collective appreciation for freedom and our collective understanding of the price paid for our freedom. Yeah, we've lost it. And and over, but I would understand this, Bruce. I would understand this if we had a a five percent yeah death rate. Sure, this was Ebola. If you had Absolutely. a ninety to ninety five percent survival rate, okay, I get it. I would understand it, but the constant fear mongering. It's insanity. Yep. It's completely insanity. And then to not sit up there and, and, and whatever the Big Ten or the OHSAA or the Ohio DH or the C or the Franklin County Health Department, HD, whatever it is, or Governor DeWine, to not sit up there and say this is all about lawsuits. They're lying to you. They completely lie. They lie, they lie, they lie. And it makes me sick. Yeah, Josh Myers really said it. He said, I should have the choice. And I believe you should have the choice if you are at risk or you just can't muster whatever it takes to go out and live life. Okay. Uh, Mike McGrew on Twitter yesterday tweeted at me, so long as the so-called experts use positive cases as a benchmark rather than hospitalizations, sports are doomed. Lots of healthy young folks are positive and literally asymptomatic. Yeah, it's true. Northwestern shutting it down for a while. I believe Kevin Warren of the Big Ten, the new commissioner who replaced Jim Delaney, does not want to play Big Ten football because of the risk of a lawsuit, but he is afraid to lead and take the first step. He's waiting for some other conference because it's they still don't have a schedule out. He had a conference call yesterday with players, or Monday with players, I think he wanted the players to Odell Beckham him and say, shouldn't happen, I don't want it to happen, I'll be fine if it doesn't happen. 
but the players didn't tell him that. And so I think Warren is one of these Frady cats who, you know, doesn't want to risk a lawsuit. I don't know. And he's not leading. I don't know him at all, but he's not leading because nobody in college athletics is leading. They're all waiting, following. You could maybe argue the Ivy League's leading because they at least make their own decisions. I don't agree with their decisions, but that's the most woke conference in America. That's an easy decision for the Ivy League. I, I mean, the the... Like one of those, the same the, the, the same century. ratio of kids who could get COVID in the Ivy League is the ratio of kids who will play in the NFL from the Ivy League. Yeah, upset of the century, Ivy League, uh, of course. Oh, gosh, we can't play. Uh, by the way. No, can I have one yeah, more? Yeah, uh, of course. One more thought on that is is that for me, Bruce, I, I just, you have to play because the the question is always going to be there in my mind do you think that college kids aren't going to get covid whether they're sports or not no they're going to get it of course they are of course they're getting it now in bars so why the age of people getting it is coming down then just play you have to play through eventually you have to play through or you're just we're just going to do nothing then the risk which is well documented on this show, and it's statistically backed up. The risk of not playing is comp- is the suicides, the depression, uh, the loss of opportunities. Well, it's I an saw, easy decision. I saw a Worthington parent uh, picketing with a sign that said, "You guys just don't understand what you're doing to our kids, taking away." their one chance to have an opportunity like this. And it's, you know, it's really a cruel decision well, made to keep them from playing sports a, in high school. It's a cruel decision. The other thing that's really ticking me off, and um, I'm going to go back on this real quick because I said it Monday. I'm going to say it again today because it infuriates me. The teachers that don't want to go back and the teachers that have the gumption and the nerve to sit there and write their obituaries mm. is so insulting to folks who have lost somebody to COVID, especially elderly people where there was a 79% death rate or deaths in the state of Ohio in the, in, uh, the nursing homes. The people that are long-term care facilities, the people that actually had to write obituaries or to those of us who have had to write obituaries under legitimate, real circumstances is so insulting and pathetic, and you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself for doing that. Ashamed to try to guilt somebody when you have no idea when you're sitting there trying to make a point, well, I'm going to write my obituary so people will feel sorry for me. I do feel sorry for you because I feel sorry for you because your actions are so pathetic it makes me want to puke. Uh, you are the MC. <laughs> that happy note. That's a walk-off, baby. That's, I can't even add to that. That's well said. Uh, you are the MC of the Ohio State Football Ice Bucket Challenge on Sunday. I saw Clay Hall, our friend from uh, WSYX Channel 6, tweeting yesterday that uh, Coach Tressel, Coach Cooper, and Coach Meyer were all – in the north rotunda of the horseshoe yesterday. Clay had a story about it. Were you part of that, too? Was this no. a promo? No, I wasn't. Wait, 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 wait. All three of these coaches are here, and I see a sign, a buyer's sign. You're buyer's Dublin Mazda Subaru. How did you get left out of this party? I don't know. I only do what I'm told to do. Okay, well, you're going to be there Sunday. Yes. When are you, you're filming this ahead of time. Is that are we allowed? No, I, I, or are I, we doing it live Sunday? A lot, noon, Sunday. Noon, noon yeah. Sunday. Okay, so you can catch it on YouTube. Just uh, search Legends of Ohio State Football ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Uh, Urban Meyer, Jim Tressel, John Cooper, Greg Lashutka, former mayor of Columbus, former Buckeye football player uh, on one of the teams, one of the many teams, 28 teams, coached by Woody Hayes. He's representing the late Coach Hayes and the late Coach Earl Bruce. Chris Spielman, MC. You can donate to ALS Research. William White, uh, currently afflicted with ALS, battling courageously, um, leaning into his faith and just giving an amazing testimony of um, faith over fear, uh, which is really an eloquent testimony at this time of year. Noon on Sunday, August 9th. Tune in on YouTube, ALS Association of Central and Southern Ohio. So have you gotten clarity for me yet? Are the coaches going to take the ice bucket? Yeah, the coaches are, are taking it. Are they really? 
Yeah. Wow. And some players. I think so, uh, but, but, Nugent's going to be there. Who? I think Mike Nugent. Oh, Mike uh, Nugent. Okay. A.J. Hawk. Uh, Bobby Carpenter? I don't know if Bobby's there or not. I know there's going to be some guys there, I think, representing um, each era. So we'll see. I'm glad Coach Cooper's able to Coach Cooper's 83 years old. You look at him, he's like 60. Wow. Cooper's in great shape. He is, man. God bless him. The thing Cooper. about him, he, uh, he and his wife, Helen, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you live in Upper Arlington, chances are you saw them walking somewhere. Of course, because they never They're always stopped. out and about. They Done never that for years. stopped moving. Done that man. for years. Yes, and sir. God bless you, Coach. He's such a good man too. He's such a good dude. He is. He is. Uh, um, Ohio Department of Health. Oh, here we go. Has uh, issued guidelines, prohibitions against any fans at any sporting event in the state of Ohio. Pro college. High school. Okay. What is it? Can't. No fans. None. Not for Ohio State football. Not for Browns, Bengals. Not for high school sports. Now, let me just say, (laughs) this is not the time for a one-size-fits-all policy. Because if you think you can't socially distance in the cavernous Ohio Stadium, if you think a policy that applies to both high school football and girls' high school soccer is a fair policy. I just question whether you've ever been to a high school sporting event. I don't care, Bruce. Like, the entire community in a small town comes out for a high school football game. Moms, dads, and assorted kids come out for the most girls' high school soccer programs. You could literally put one person, and only one person, on every bench in the stands at Jonathan Alder High School for a girls' soccer game and have benches left over. So yep. what I want to know is they if I care. go over there, take a stepladder, sit on the top of the stepladder so I can look over the chain-link fence and watch my daughter play soccer, is the Jonathan Alder athletic director going to call the cops on me and have them come and get me because I'm on school property? They don't care. They just don't, they just, they, they're not interested. They have an agenda, and I don't know what the agenda is. They, because if they look at the science, it is, as you said, well, I just re-upped my Ohio State ticket, so I guess if that hasn't been put in, uh, that hasn't been. Uh, They'll have to rescind that order for you to be able to go or your uh, family members to be able to go. Okay, well, anyway, so that, that, that all that tells me is that they have no idea and they're not make, making educated decisions because – Okay, you want to go to the game and you're a parent, or if I want to come and watch Katie play, yeah, I can easily sit the minimum of six feet away from you. And then you got like I put a mask on, circle around the field. You can stand at the fence. You can yeah. separate. I mean, it's just it's outside ridiculous, ridiculous. But, well, unless your name is Doctor Fauci, then of course you can go to any game and sit next to your family and. No mask and just enjoy the game. But, you know, that's for the haves. The have-nots, which are us, you out there, not allowed. Even right. though it makes, it follows every protocol. Doesn't See, that's why I say it doesn't matter that we bend and bend and bend and be rule followers. Then they change the goalposts and you have to do this. So they wonder why people think. Mm. That it's all about control and taking away freedom. They wonder why people think because you're making decisions not based off of data and science. When you're telling me that parents of a high school football player or a parent or mother and a father of a high school girls soccer player cannot go to the game, being assured that they can reasonably social distance, they'll wear a mask, they won't sit next to other people, then you're lying. You're just lying. And that makes me so, it infuriates me. My wife had an ingenious solution to this. She said, we'll go to the game with picket signs and we'll picket, yeah. we'll protest something. No, that's all you have to do, seriously. We'll go protest. Go protest. Go, I mean, go protest. And, and then here's a better idea. They don't have any statues for us start, to topple. Start them. spraying graffiti all over the stadium, then you'll be hailed a hero. <laughs> And you won't spread it because you're immune once you start protesting. I do and love the protest idea. I think that's phenomenal. Uh, Macy Spielman 
and uh, her father sitting to my left at least made productive use of some of her forced quarantine time. Look at you finding your way to the hinterlands of Mechanicsburg and the headquarters of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. That got lots of run on Twitter. The nice photo that you took with Andy and Paul and Grace of Hemisphere. and Macy was there as well. Yeah. So Who was well, the camera person on it? Your lovely wife? No. Uh, it was uh, Grace, the young lady that was uh, working there. Okay. In the fact the young lady that was working there. So yeah. tell me about your trip to Hemisphere Coffee well, Roasters. Just, then you we'll know, tell that, people about them. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you go to, a, I want to support local and su- support small businesses, and that's a big belief in our household and our family is that when we can do that or have the choice to do that, we absolutely do that 100% of the time. And so this is the epitome of a small business that is not only in it for profit, but they also are in it where they've come up with an ingenious idea that uh, they what do they cut out the middleman basically they buy direct from growers buy direct from growers and then the growers can use some of that money and a lot of those growers plant churches all around the world and that's just a brilliant idea and it's a it's a mission of theirs and they're so nice and so genuine and I told them um, that uh, I would not talk about their coffee if I didn't like it mm-hmm. I just would have you do it and I wouldn't say a word about it yeah. Uh, but I like their coffee, and I, I wanted to know why it was so good. And I learned a lot because I got a little tour of that little factory mm-hmm. there. And uh, the attention to detail <laughs> is fascinating and amazing. So when you're getting this coffee, I, I just, you know, I went out there. This my my These are my words, and not only from my experience with the coffee itself, but the attention to detail to make it stand above the rest is something to be admired in the work ethic and how hard they do it and you know the stresses of owning a small business and they made mace and i this frozen drink that was off the charts man yeah paul's a he's amazing <laughs> he's amazing he's gone to school and been certified yeah they made katie and i one of those as well it was phenomenal <laughs> it's just yeah, Paul oh, knows what he's doing, I want man. to drive another 40 miles out there yeah. for another one. Uh, so you can order your Hemisphere coffee uh, from Ethiopia, from Indonesia, from Thailand, uh, many different places sourced around the world direct from growers, as Chris said, uh, from HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. And use the promo code in all caps, we tackle life. you'll get 15% off. So they stocked you up. You're good for a while? Uh, probably two weeks, okay. week and a half. Mace, uh, did Mace get some to yeah, she get got some BG? Of the, she got some, I got her hooked on Hemisphere Coffee. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad it's thing. A very good thing. But no, but she got uh, she likes all the the flavored ones, mm-hmm. the Jamaica crazy and Jamaica me crazy. Another yeah. one she liked. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it, it was it was a good experience, and they're so uh, you know, it, I I encourage you. And tell your friends to at least try it. Yeah. And then, and they're, you know, online business is obviously thriving during this challenging time. And at least try it and uh, see if you like it because it's uh, it's so unique and so different. And it's so, I think the difference is in their K-Cups, they have, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's sometimes K-Cups can taste a little stale. These don't. It's like fresh. It's like fresh ground beans in there, man. And there's a trick that he uses that I'm not at liberty to say. And besides, if I did say it, I would screw it up. So yeah. Well, they. I know he's told me. Paul's told me they have the highest quality K cups out there. So try it out. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right. To the Odell Beckham Jr. comments in the Wall Street Journal, uh, just before he reported for workouts on July 28th. It should be noted he has re- been a part of all the Browns workouts. Uh, he told the Wall Street Journal, "We're not ready for football season, so why are we trying to push forward?" Uh, we shouldn't have a football season. It shouldn't happen, and I wouldn't mind if it didn't happen. Andrew Barry, Browns GM, yesterday said those comments were made by Odell Beckham before the NFL and its Players Association agreed on testing protocols and that Beckham is now all in. Beckham did not say that. Andrew Barry did. There was a disagreement for a while between the NFL and the NFLPA um, players. in a posturing con- going yeah, on. Yeah, posturing by the players, a concerted well-timed social media thing the day before they were all supposed to report. So, I mean, if Beckham's there, I guess must be over with. I yeah. thought he, I wouldn't be surprised if he opted out because I don't think he's thrilled to be in Cleveland and he'd preserve a year on his body. Yeah, but he'd have to go back because that contract would just carry over. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think these guys, all of them want to play. The only guys that don't, the only guys that opt out have legitimate concerns from opting out. And the two perfect examples, and I'll just name two of the mm -hmm. uh, legitimate concerns. Nate Solder, who uh, is a cancer survivor, has a son with immune deficiency at home. Okay, I get why Nate wants to opt out, right? It's just... For him, he's not comfortable playing, and I have no problems with guys opting out that have legitimate concerns. The other one is one of Rick's big signings was a guy named Michael Pierce, big man, mm -hmm. right? Has asthma and yep. is a big dude, so he has legitimate concerns. Now, Michael Pierce's contract will start kicking in next year and he opted out. I have no problem with anybody with any legitimate concerns, of course, with and we've both been on board with this. We're not saying open up freely and live life as normal. We're saying open up freely and live life where healthy people are, go ahead and do their thing, but you're certainly aware of, of being aware of being around elderly people or people with underlying conditions, and you take the extra precautions that need to be taken. And the players that I have a problem with it that are um, – taking the money and running knowing uh, that either they wouldn't make the team or they don't want to play and they're and it's they're they're breaking the spirit of what the opt-out clause was for and that makes me sad and it's it's to me it's it's uh, equal to theft even it's legal theft is what it is yeah. because they're allowed to do it yeah it was a loophole now the NFL closed that loophole because i believe um, tomorrow is the last day that you can opt out, but there are special um, exemptions or exceptions moving for exemptions or exceptions moving forward with uh, with the league. Uh, if you know there's uh, somebody in, in your house, for example, that you're living with is diagnosed with mm -hmm. cancer. So my <clears throat> my position is this on this is that uh, you know. If I'm a player, and I hear every player saying this, and I hear every general manager saying this, every anybody, whoever manages this the best has got the best chance of winning Agreed. this season. Agreed. And everybody's got to be all on board about pretty mm -hmm. much isolating yourself. And, you know, I know that I would have no problem, like, getting living in a hotel for five months or six months. And I would go home, but I would go home and make sure that, you know, I, if I had a clear test and none of my mm -hmm. kids or wife had symptoms, I'd go home. But I would I would limit my time in visiting them. Yeah. That's that's what I would do in, in this situation. That is what you have to do. You can't be out in clubs and all that. And we've yeah. had instances in the NBA bubble where guys have done stupid things. And, you know, when you do that, you put your team at risk. I don't know how much of a risk it is, but if, the, if my employer required me to live a certain way and provided the means for me to live that way, I'd do it. I do it. Well, like you, you said, like you say a lot of times, you're you and I are rule followers. Right. We come off, I think, on this podcast sometimes as uh, you know, as people who are looking to rebel. I just want both sides. When I see one side not presented at all, I then I get suspicious. That's the thing that bothers me uh, yeah. because they 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 refuse to do it. They refuse to do it. They refuse to acknowledge the risk of of not having sports. They don't talk about it. Like, Husted will. I was going to get to uh, but, Lieutenant Governor but, Husted. But uh, the, the other guy won't. He won't do it. He won't talk about it. The Ohio Department of Health won't talk about it. Right. They and won't. They and they should. They would be the ones who could say, look, here are the risks of COVID-19, but here are the risks of, as Jeff Harding's uh, head football coach at Worthington Christian, a former Penn State All-American, Super Bowl winner, Pittsburgh Steelers said, here are the risks of the parallel pandemic. Depression, anxiety, all these things. Suicide, drug overdose, yeah. abuse. Is, uh, Jeff was an academic All-American at Penn State. He's smart enough to know that there's no consequence for e-move here. So just give us the consequences of both. Let us weigh. And as Josh Myers, Buckeye Center, said, give me the choice. Uh, give Lieutenant, parents the choice. Yeah. Lieutenant Governor John Husted yesterday tweeted something that I found very interesting on multiple fronts. Well, he tweeted on his personal account. On he his did not tweet account. it on his 
official government yeah, account. Yeah, which, which I, I also find interesting. Which why? We'll get to here yeah. momentarily. First, let me tell you, as promised earlier, about auiinfo.com in Akron, licensed throughout the state of Ohio. Chris went to Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, talked about his passion and uh, our passion for small businesses. Uh, UT's Cheese House in uh, Plain City, a small business where you'll find the best prices on uh, the best quality well, deli meats. And I have all one other stuff. one. Um, uh, what it's right off here at 161. I just uh, shooting aces. That's where I took my uh, oh yeah CCW class yeah. Shoot, shooting, shooting aces, aces on uh, guns and right. armory. Uh, 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 wine and chocolates. Lots of them out there. Small yeah. businesses. That's Tyler, the, go that's, see Tyler. That's the backbone of America. Well, they have so many challenges that they need someone who advocates for them and can answer their questions. Line them up with uh, the right companies to provide the best health insurance for employees. That place if you're a small business owner the answer central is auiinfo.com chrissy steve julie they're hr experts they're health insurance experts they can provide you a cost-free call and consultation so that you know how to comply with all the ever-changing state regulations how to navigate employees who have ongoing health concerns and can you separate from them legally all those things auiinfo can help you with Small business owners, you need to avail yourself of their expertise and their ongoing education that you will get from what they call AUI University. So click on it, auiinfo.com. Tell them you heard about them from the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. We'd appreciate that very much as this small business also needs your support. But auiinfo.com is the place to go for that resource. Yes, so John Husted, it's not his government account. It's personal account. Personal account yesterday tweeted this. Students need both school and extracurricular activities. Both can be done more safely, minimizing risk, and we should make every effort to do so. He attached a study, which I assume comes from the, uh, I thought it was University of Wisconsin. Uh, It says UW study. Two-thirds of high school athletes are experiencing depression, anxiety over canceled sports. So as you might expect, this got a long list of responses. Uh, on the negative side, uh, a woman said, this is an example of how we've let sports become too much of our kids' identities. She's wrong. Uh, by the way. Sports uh, are part of, just as important part of the education as the academic part is of the education. Just because you didn't play sports doesn't mean others don't learn more about life in sports than they do a classroom. Uh, our... our uh, Longtime follower of our radio uh, collaborations and uh, hopefully our podcast collaboration on Twitter at GoVolX tweeted a response to Christie. He said, Do you think just football players are involved in football? What about the cheerleaders, flag corps, dance team? What about the kid in the band who may not be the most popular kid but has found his niche and social group playing in the band on Friday nights? She has no idea. Thought that was an eloquent response. Yeah. Uh, one other response I wanted to read. Uh, This is directed to uh, John Husted for his tweet. Guess who can do something about this? Yes, you. Stand up for the kids. You were an athlete. You know how important this is. My son's a senior football player. He's devastated at the possibility of no season. There is no reason they shouldn't be able to play man up John. Well, I think he did man up when he tweeted this because what I noted about his tweet was this is as close as anyone in state government has come to taking a public position apart from or at least challenging Governor DeWine on his caution. And I just found it really interesting that John Husted tweeted that from his personal account. Is caution a synonym for fear? Yes. Okay. <laughs> when I talk about Governor DeWine, it is. Yeah, all right. That's I'm yes. Big, okay. But I love that, go- that uh, Lieutenant Governor Husted why do you think he, that. Why, do you, why don't you think he put it out on his official because it's not the official state position okay I don't know all right I, I mean that's Mike's up that's my makes summation. Sense to me. it's not the official state position but it's his personal position but I don't think he's been voicing on his personal Twitter account arguments or viewpoints that are apparently in conflict with the governor of the state of Ohio until yesterday. I like him doing it. Keep doing it, John Houston. Keep fighting for the kids. Keep fighting for choice. I just don't know how much power he has. I don't know how much power he has either. 
But uh, I would you like to know what I tweeted in response to that? Yes. I said something to the effect of, I would like to see him do more of this and give us a choice in the primary two years from now between his style of leadership and Governor DeWine's style mm-hmm. of leadership. I don't know if that's ever done, if the second-in-command ever oh, dares yeah, go on. I think there's states where the lieutenant I, governor and governor... But they're uh, but they're separately elected. There right. are states where one's a Republican, one's a Democrat. Right. That you obviously, you know. Well, and I think that used to be how it was done in the state of Ohio, but it's hey, not anymore. If I were to advise John Husted, I would say this: it, you're in a very difficult position. But I would say to John Husted, I would say, eventually, you got to you got to be true to yourself. John is a believer, and I said, you either got to lead as a man of God mm-hmm. or you lead as a godless man. One of the two is going to happen. Well, in fairness, we and should know that for tr- you we, gotta, we both believe you Governor, stand for truth. We both believe Governor DeWine is a strong believer. He's, I, he's, I been, no, he's been not been shy about uh, citing his Catholic faith and, and his objection to abortion. And I think that uh, Governor DeWine is a good man and a very nice person. I just think he's one of the worst leaders that I've ever been around and been a part of in my life. I've never been around anybody that um, will not share both sides and trust your constitu- constituents or trust the people of Ohio to make the choices from themselves and that you are not my parent. You don't get to make my choices. You don't get to make the choices for my kids. And I think somewhere along the line, you got off track. And I don't understand that. I, I didn't vote for uh, to be a slave to the government. I didn't vote for that. I told my kids, and I'll tell everybody, that the less you rely on government, the more freedom that you have. The less you rely on other people, the more freedom that you have. You have to be in charge of you. You have to own you in in regards to the freedoms that you have because if you give people an opportunity to steal and take your freedom away for you from you, they will not hesitate. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, now I want to share one other tweet which gets us into the faith portion of the podcast. Uh we talked the other day on Monday about Jonathan Isaac, the Orlando Magic Center, who took a stand, literally, for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, he cited his Christian faith and that devoting your life to Christ is the only way, in Jonathan Isaac's view, he's an ordained minister, to really unite uh, people who strenuously disagree on things. Yeah. Um, Dan Lebetard, uh, ESPN radio personality, and his staff, as I predicted... Because Jonathan Isaac then tore his ACL Mm -hmm. in his next game, I think I said on our podcast Monday, if not, I intended to and didn't, that there would be celebrating among those who differ with Jonathan Isaac on his prioritization of his faith in Christ. There would be celebration among those who do not share his viewpoint. The Dan Lebitard Show put up a poll on Twitter asking whether or not it was funny that Jonathan Isaac yeah, tore a, his ACL. It's, it's hilarious. That it was funny that somebody it's got another, injured uh, because their opinion differed from their opinion. Now, the poll was later taken down. So my view of that is we're headed for a lot more of that kind of persecution uh, in the future, but that's okay. That's okay because there are many times in the Bible that it talks about persecution is the future of the believer. If you don't believe that, I encourage you to read First and Second Peter. Peter, who walked with Christ, one of the uh, apostles that we know the most about. The whole theme of First Peter is that we're aliens and strangers in the world because we have a faith that are a lot of, offends a lot of people. We are called upon to suffer unjustly and that it is commendable to suffer unjustly. Uh, It is not something we look forward to, but it is something that we are told repeatedly in the Bible 
will happen. So don't be surprised if it happens. Don't be surprised. I'm sure Jonathan Isaac is not surprised that there are some people who find it funny that he suffered a torn ACL uh-huh. after taking a stand for his faith and what he believes Jesus can do to unite people who disagree. But it is our call, and we should not be a surprised by it or be run from it. You know, it's interesting that he says that as a unifier because if you go into any uh, locker room, uh, the one thing that unifies the locker room along with the common goal of winning mm-hmm. is the faith part of it. And those that don't have a faith aren't alienated from it, but there's a certain bond amongst those guys. And not a not a bond that's exclusive, but I'm just saying there's a certain bond that shares faith. One of the things, you, all you have to do is you look down after a game and you see the circle of guys that go in for a prayer after the mm-hmm. game, and it's probably the most diverse group yeah. of people great point. that you see. And so he makes a great point is that you can unify under 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 God, under Christ. You can unify a lot of people. Uh, Carrie, my wife, had a shirt and ate, and, and she wears it all the time. In fact, she wears it more than one day in a row one day. <laughs> And I had to call her out on it, but it just and it just says people need Jesus, and yep. that's that's what she wears, you know. And it's it's just that is a unifier, and it's proven a proven unifier in churches uh, around this country, in churches that are very diverse, but everybody coming under one umbrella for one common goal. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point on your part. Let me read uh, from 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in uh, verse 20. Uh, How is it to your credit if you are punished for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Yep. Yep. So there you go. That's the way it is, man. Do you have anything you'd like to share today? Yeah. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You have helpers out there. You have the Holy Spirit. You have angels. You have everybody that you need. And and I need it too because, you know, I've been on a little bit of a roller coaster here. And my, my, person, my, my feelings <clears throat> directed at our leadership, it's not personal, cause I, um, but it's, it goes against everything that I believe in, everything about um, fighting through, everything about sharing sides, everything about owning it, everything about freedom to make choices, everything about educating yourself. And it just goes against absolutely every moral fiber of my being, what is going on because the lack and I believe the conscious decision not to share all the information. So I need help. I need, I need, I need calm. I need a peace and I need angels. I need everybody to help me because it so infuriates me that my human side comes out and I just got to calm down because it is unjust. And Anybody that says it's not unjust, and I'm not saying this has nothing to do with COVID. It has to do with how messages are presented, and there's a refusal, a refusal by our leadership directly related to the state of Ohio. There's a refusal to present all the facts, good and bad, and that makes me sad and angry and frustrated. Yeah, and I think we should prepare ourselves for a day where – truth will become uh, less frequently stated and uh, in fact perhaps even legislated against but that's all part of the suffering that's coming and um, eyes wide open let me tell you though the rewards are definitely worth it we appreciate you joining us on a wednesday edition of the we tackle life podcast we'll be back on friday we'll give away a thousand dollars in COVID 19 relief new nominations coming in this morning via spielman and hooley Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. Nominate a friend. Do something nice for someone. They can win $250. Please help us help them. 
do something nice for someone. You know someone who's in need economically because of COVID-19. Let us know about them. And perhaps you'll get to make a phone call on Friday that they received $250 from our podcast. Thanks so much for your time. Review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WeTackle. Follow us on Facebook. Have a great day. We'll see you Friday.